Welcome back to the Body Podcast, where we talk strength, conditioning, lifestyle, and everything in between. Today's guest, we have Chris Devine with us, who is the field marketing specialist for NOCO and Bear Bells. And he is the king at community events and building connections. So I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Let's do it. Chris Devine, welcome to the Body Podcast. What's up? How are you? Good. Well, first off, just for anyone else that wants to come on the show, this is how you come on. He brought tw- 24 NOCOs for me. Yeah. Some barbells, some bag, clothes. So, I mean, if you want to come on the show, that's how you smooth me over. I was going to grill you the whole over. time. Yeah. Now it's going to be the best, <laughs> best easiest uh, interview I've done. So, Love it. I appreciate that. Um, but welcome. Uh, I, would, I want to say... You came on the scene for body, you know, pretty like quick highs. Like one day you're just like this guy's doing no go. Next thing you know, you're just in every story. You're coming. You're running events. Like Love within it. like weeks, it felt like. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I've um, now been in Arizona for just over a year. I moved last May, and uh, yeah, I already got a notification of celebrating one year body anniversary <laughs> and everything. I was like, all right, guess I've been here a year. I yeah. got the body anniversary, so uh, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah so yeah. but yeah. body yeah. was probably one of my first classes I've taken in my first week here in Arizona. So and just haven't left since. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, I, no, it is. They give you you buy the waters, you buy the stuff. Uh, Nicky Nick put like a drug in there. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So they say like Dunkin' Donuts has like a drug in the cafe that makes people addicted to it. Back east. It, they do something. It's in the water. Yeah, the it's body in the water. water. Yeah, Just yeah. like they say, like you said, uh, the New York bagels and pizza. Oh. So New York water, but uh, yeah, yeah. out here it's uh, body. Speaking of these skills, I guess let's get into it. You know, a little bit about yourself before we get into, you know, everything that people out here know you for. Um, but where are you from? Like, how'd you grow up? Like, everything. Yeah, so I grew up uh, right outside of New York City in Connecticut. Got to shout out all my uh, Norwalk CT people. <laughs> um, grew up there most of my life. Um and then went to college in Virginia, JMU. So got to shout out my JMU peeps too. Yeah. They're uh, all about community and friendliness there. That's why I uh, went there. And um, yeah, then I just got into uh, marketing after that, uh, back home in Connecticut, and then lived there for a bunch, moved to Nashville, and now here's the nice. quick story, which I'm sure we'll yeah. dive deeper. Well, the, the funny thing about I'm from Massachusetts, yeah. and I went to college right on the border of Connecticut yep. in Mass, and Connecticut's this weird, a lot of CT people at our school, but Connecticut's this weird vibe where Massachusetts and New York people kind of don't like you, but kind of like you, but it depends on what teams you root for. Exactly. It's like if you're a Yankees, Jets, Giants, like, oh, you're on our team, yep. Boston fans are like, hate you guys, but then if you're like a Red Sox Patriots fan from Connecticut, we're like, oh, no, they're one of us. Come over here. And yeah. you're in this like divide between New York and Massachusetts. It's like the cousin that's, you know, trying to bridge the family together. Yeah. <laughs> it's, got to say, awesome state, but it is weird when it comes to sports and being in between Boston and New York, we're sort of... Uh, in no man's land where, you know, we either root for New York teams or Boston. Sometimes you get the weirdos that root for both and different sports and everything. But, um, yeah, I grew up right outside of New York. So I sort of favor those teams yeah. over uh, Boston. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's, no, it's all good. I, I know what, what people don't know. I think out here is, you know, we always talk about pizza. Everyone's like New York, Chicago, right? Connecticut has the best pizza in the world. 
in the United States. New Haven is hands down the best. When people don't realize out here, they think New York. It, yeah. New Haven is literally the best place to get pizza. Yeah. There's Sally's and uh, Pepe's. Pepe's. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, even just a regular dollar slice is better than well, any pizza out here, I think. But just regular cheap pizza for lunch to go, it's it's hands down on average the best pizza. Yeah. That's one thing I try to not eat unless I'm back home in the Northeast is uh, pizza. Bagels. And bagels too. Yes. Oh. I don't really eat that out here. I mean, it's not the best for my diet anyways. So it's sort of a blessing, but I splurge when I go home. I eat as much pizza and bagels as possible. I was in New York City for three days and, you know, I don't really eat bagels out here as like I used to back home because obviously I can eat a bagel sandwich every morning and get very fat very quickly. Yeah. I think I gained like seven pounds in three days of just, it, it was, it was, I was like, I'm getting pizza, bagels, like good Italian food. Uh, Worth it. Yeah. Head over to like an Indian food over there. Like I just, New York's the best, New York City is the best food, but the bagels in the morning, just it, it's the best. Yeah, can't can't beat that. Can't Especially beat uh, if you had a few drinks the night before and oh. everything, you know, a good New York bacon, bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. Oh. The best cure. And, and the best, we don't get it out here. It's when it's cold there and you're hungover. When you walk outside, you get your bagel, your coffee, it almost like sobers you up. That freezing yeah. coldness instincts. When you're hungover here and it's 100 degrees, it is absolutely miserable to do any. Like you are just even said there. It. You walk outside, it's 25 degrees, you're freezing, but you're like, I'm getting my bagel. As soon as you walk outside, it hits you. You're like, I think I'm going to be fine. Yeah. It's the easiest hangover cure. It's like your own ice bath without actually getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. But uh, so, so going back, you, you, you graduate JMU. Mm-hmm. Um, Congrats on the football team being good now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's, it, we, bet, we beat Tech when I was there, Virginia Tech. Oh, so, okay. Uh, that's, that a, was, that's a big, actually, and then you beat them again, or maybe a couple years ago, you, or you played them close at Virginia Tech. I think they beat you last year, but it was close, but yeah. I think they stopped scheduling you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you graduate JMU, and you kind of, your first job working, you work for Inspire Marketing, yep. and then Momentum, where you get into like the... Vodka and just Stoli Vodka. Yeah. Is that yeah. like how you got into the beverage? Is this the start of it? Can yeah, I go through I'll, that? I would say, um, yeah, starting back with uh, Inspire Marketing, it was uh, a great, I mean, still is a great agency, but great for me because it was in my hometown. Um, but yet they had like the big name clients as if I was working in New York City. So I got really great experience right out of college for that. Um, what do they exactly did market like athletes, prof- like professional so, athletes, celebrities? Like yeah, what? they did more field marketing, experiential marketing. So uh, really getting out into the public, creating hype around brands. They did a ton of like mobile tours, sampling demos too, but in like a fun way. Like I worked on uh, Thomas's Bagels, same company as English Muffins, but they're yeah. focusing on bagels. We did a pop-up bagel shop in uh, Chicago Union Station for National Bagel Day. So I was just tra- trying to create hype around them. And so then I was working there for a few years, dabbled a little bit in liquor there too when those teams need help, but I was mostly food uh, and like other type of CPG, consumer packaged good brands. Uh, like Go-Go Squeeze. It's a kid's squeezable yeah. applesauce. Uh, <laughs> like the Go-Go, Go-Gurts. Was it Go-Gurts? Well, now they have, now they have uh, squeezable yogurt as well, but that was also a fun brand to work on. But then I had a friend that worked at Spara, went over to Momentum, hit me up being like, hey, now you're looking for like a new job, you know, new change. Uh, there's a uh, team opening on the team that I'm like close with. Do you want to apply? And that was for Stilly Vodka. So I applied, connected really well with the team, got the job. 
I'd say, I think it was my third or fourth week there, my boss pulled us all together and was like, hey, we just resigned the business of Stoli Vodka. And especially on the agency side, you know, you just work for that one thing. So I was like, okay, okay <laughs> let's, uh, let's hope there is something else. But uh, fortunately, uh, we were friends with the Patron team. And, uh, that so, bought them? I'm sorry. Did they buy them? Uh, no, it was just oh. separate oh. Uh, co- um, separate clients okay. at the agency. So um, I went over to them. And so I was there for a little bit over a year and a half where I did a lot of their retail signage as well as what I had fun doing was their duty-free. So like walking into all the airports globally, if you saw Patron Tequila, I was the one sort of like hands-on with like all that design and working with some artists on some collective tins and everything. But okay. that was where I started focusing on some beverage gotcha. stuff. And so I'm going to go a little bit back to Inspire Marketing. Okay. You're working with like foods and even like alcohol and stuff like that. How hard is it for you to, I guess, stay in shape, but not just like, like if you're working for a bagel company, I'd be eating bagels every day. <laughs> you know, like how hard is it to, I guess, not eat all their food, sell it, help market it? Because obviously you're trying it. You're, so it helps you market it. Yeah. How do you do that, but also kind of try to stay healthy? Jeez. That is a great question because especially on the marketing agency side, they love to entertain their clients. So that also entails going out, spoiling them with food, drinks, a lot of, I did a lot of traveling with that job too. I was, especially in the summertime, I was pretty much on a plane almost every weekend going to a different event across the U.S. for various clients, but um, definitely challenging. Wasn't the healthiest stage of my life, but uh, what got me back into fitness at that time was CrossFit. It was uh, a buddy of mine was like, hey, there's a group on doing like just check it out at random CrossFit gym back home. I'm like, sure. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. So then I yeah. kept up with it and uh, then incorporated that into my lifestyle. But you definitely have to make an effort, especially now when I travel, I definitely yeah. make sure I go to the hotel gym or connect at a gym nearby. I'm surprised airports don't have a gym. That's true. I feel like I thought in the Middle heard, East or somewhere they might have something dope, but like here in the States, that would yeah, actually be pretty good. There's clutch. like layovers and stuff all the time, and I know and I guess there might be some stats, but if you average like a ten dollar day pass, you're gonna get a few hundred people in there a day, I think, just with a layover. Uh, You'd think, I guess, uh, but I maybe they probably so. tried it and just didn't work out. I mean, if you have a le- like long layover, or even like three like hours, a, or if a flight gets canceled or delayed, like, yeah. oh, let me go, uh, you know, stretch your legs, you know, or hit the weights and everything. That, yeah, that, put a shower you in you there. Got something going on? Yeah, right you there. should. I mean, I don't have the funds to do it, but <laughs> to uh, get in there. But all right, so uh, you you go over the vodka. Obviously, it's sold. Go over to petroleum. You next step is you get you get in the beverage industry. Next step is you, you move to Nashville. Um, step back. I actually left that job. It was great company, great team. It was just wrong place, wrong time for me. At least I felt personally. So I left that job without anything lined up. I was still living at home and. Um, my mom saw how miserable I was and she was like, why don't you just quit? You know, like you're living at home. Like, and I was like, really? Cause I've done the math and I thought you would shun me if I yeah, ever just like yeah. quit without anything lined up. Cause I'm a mama's boy and everything. Yeah. Don't want to disappoint. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, that was a Sunday night. The next day I walked in and I was just like, guys, this is just not for me. I'm leaving. And they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I, um, still friends with all of them though. And so then I was, 
unemployed for about a month and a half looking for jobs and everything. And my sister was in grad school at the time, my older sister, and she had a friend that she was getting lunch with in between classes. And it was like talking like, oh, I know like one of the co-founders of Roan, which is a premium men's active wear, sort of like a men's little lemon. And my sister's like, oh, really? Like my brother loves their clothes, you know, he's looking for a new job. Is there a way we could connect them? And she's like, yeah, sure. So then I met Kyle, one of the co-founders for coffee. And I was like, hey man, just like, love to just connect, see if there's some way to get my foot in the door there and everything. And he's like, well, we are opening up a pop-up store if you want to, you know, apply for that and manage that, be my guest, you know, like foot in your door. And you're like, like, I've been doing pop-up stores. <laughs> I've been doing, yeah, all, I've done scheduling, <laughs> yeah. I've done training, brand training, you know, all this differently. But I was like, I could apply that to retail. And to be honest, I had nothing to lose because I had no job. Yeah, so yeah, I was just, like, all right, at least I'll make some money doing it and, it just, you know, see if it works out. So then... I uh, quickly met with the team and then they're like, okay, yeah, here you go. And just threw me in with, uh, cause back then it was a startup and pro- I was probably like the 12th or 15th employee. So it was just, I just, they just gave me the keys and I ran with it for a handful of months and it was doing well. And then Inspira actually hit me up being like, Hey, like, do you want to come back work for us or whatnot? And that's when I sat down with my team at Rome. I was like, listen, I love you guys. What's my future like here? Cause there's other opportunities that are approaching me. Yep. And so thankfully they're like, Nope, we want you brought me on from just hourly, you know, store manager to uh, full-time retail operations. So I completed a year of that. And then that's when I really started doing more of like the community marketing field marketing stuff. Uh, I, they actually moved me to Austin, Texas for three months for a project. So I got a little taste of oh, yeah. living in the South. And uh, <laughs> it was actually a good time of the year. It was October through like December, oh, yeah. January. So the it was be- like the best hot. time there. Yeah. yeah. I've never yeah. been, but everyone, they always talk about how just uh, the summer is just, it, we think the summer is brutal here. It's a hundred and humid there. And it just, yeah. Yeah. The humidity I've, I've experienced Texas summers, uh, but on this trip, it was uh, during the winter. But it was, uh, again, good learning experience down there because it was a a remote pop-up store, you know, created awareness around that through workout events too. Uh, So then I moved back and then the next several years is when I really hit the ground running with community marketing uh, and building communities across the U.S. So that was three or four years at Roan. It was funny because I had a boss uh, that was more focusing on PR. I done field marketing community stuff in the past, but we were really just like shooting from the hip, seeing what stuck, working with other fitness brands, doing these workout events and everything. And then my second year going into community marketing is when they brought on my coworker who came from like Lululemon, uh, you know, that really deep community understanding. So I really learned a lot from him. He mentored me a lot and still does today um, with the community side. And that's when it really took off. And so then COVID happened. Uh, weird times for community because it's mostly yeah, face-to-face. Pop-up shops are not happening. Events, anything, workouts yeah. are getting sweaty. You're close to each other and everything. And so we had to really pivot and just supported our community, which was mostly like fitness trainers, gym owners, and stuff like that online. And... Um, then did now that. when you when you had these trainers and fitness, you were you were kind of having them market the the gear the, the, the gear the, yes. the, the, the 
athleisure or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, active wear, so it was like workout clothes. Yep. Uh, they even had like button downs, dress pants, but during COVID, no one was really wearing those. So, yep. um, yeah, it's just really creating hype around that through. You know, Instagram live workouts. Who's who's one of the top, I guess, celebrities that you guys endorse or endorse you guys? Is there anyone or is there just more, a lot of just micro-influencer fitness people? Yeah. Um, geez, I'm trying to blank. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Was, okay. Um, ended up being ambassador of ours. Um, but I focused, I didn't really work with his team at that time. I was more like local okay. like community base what like and still in Connecticut at this time um, or New York City New Connecticut, York City that's Connecticut, where yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my focus was mostly the eastern half of the US for okay. community so I focused on Boston New York Nashville and, and if there was like a body out there you would like go to that trainers and stuff like, Hey, here's some of the gear. Like you yep. guys should rock this, uh, rock it. How can we collaborate on events? How can yeah. we support you? Cause the whole concept with community is more like adding value to people versus like extracting and trying to just like take from that. I heard, I heard, uh, and this more was a business guy, but he said when a company buys another company, it should never be one plus one equals two. It should be one plus one equals three. Yeah. It's how he always said it. How do we help you get to where you want to go and expand you? But how do you help us and how do we, both go. It shouldn't be one and one is there. It should be, it should be more than just adding both our revenues together or our thoughts. It should be. Yeah. So I always, always thought about that. Like, especially when my company buys another company, I'm like, are we just buying it to add revenue or is this going to help us on this side too? Right. So. And if you just take two people with that, that's sort of like the community side of things yeah. where it's like, how can I help you out and we'll all get further together yeah. uh, type of mindset. But, um, yeah, I forget where we're. My bad. I, no, yeah, I, no, love I, just, it. I love it. We're just <laughs> yeah. Going no, you were going uh, So basically, you were you were going oh, to COVID. COVID. Yeah, yeah, things got weird. Um, with I mean, of course, everyone uh, trying to do like online things and about mid. Actually, we did do something cool during that. Is uh, my coworker and I? We did an RV road trip across the U.S. for Roan because uh, you know it was sort of taboo to fly during that time yeah. period. Uh, so we did a sweat and social in all of our key markets. So for 33 days, we started in Boston and made our way out west to LA where we tried to connect with people in a COVID friendly way. Like in New York City, we did an outdoor workout underneath the uh, Queens Bridge or whatever. Yeah. Um, so like that, that was definitely a fun learning experience and seeing how people are different across the US, you know, Oh, LA and New York are probably completely different. Yep, and then you throw in like Minnesota, yeah. Oklahoma could be, yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> that also shows the importance of like doing community marketing because you, you can have an umbrella strategy, but you can't really just apply it to everyone across the US because, like you said, someone in LA will react to things differently in New York. So it's really great to have people out and about, boots on the ground, really creating that personal connection with the brand through these community people. But, um, yeah, so COVID happened. Roan fully never re recovered at that time, so they actually got rid of community, uh, eliminated my co-worker's position, eliminated my position. But since I was already, like, four years deep with the, the company, they actually gave me an opportunity to work on brand partnerships. And by that time, I was very forceful of them to let me be remote because I wanted to try to live outside of Connecticut, New York, yeah. you know, get outside and try something new. So 
when they gave me that opportunity to do brand partnerships, they're like, all right, well, you can be remote now. And so I was like, well, I got to be a man of my word. Yep. I was pushing for an entire year for me to be remote so I can try to live somewhere else. So then within 30 days, I found a spot and moved to Nashville. And when you're going through it, one of the top three things, being from Connecticut, New York, probably yeah. is what state has no state income tax? <laughs> that had to have been one of the, that. To be honest, was a blessing in disguise. That wasn't like the main reason, but it definitely made the move a lot easier. I saw, sadly, I saw a pay increase by just moving to Tennessee. Uh, I well, I went from California to here. I made I think like four or five grand less because um, I was getting like commission. I took a job just to, yeah from a salary perspective that was technically less at the time, and my my paycheck was higher. And I was just yeah. like, whoa. What, what is what is this? You say like 8%. But I know a lot of people from Mass, when they went remote from a company out there, they, a couple moved to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when my friend was making like two, 300 grand, we're getting taxed at like 14% of Mass. You go down there, mm-hmm. you're saving 14%. It's like an extra, you know, two yeah. grand a month. And they're just like, this is crazy. And then you get a bigger apartment, you know, oh, yeah. a shoebox for less money. People happens, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's, it's so funny seeing East Coast people move to like here, be just be like, wait, I'm paying half and my place is twice as big. Yeah. And the ta- what, what, like, why don't more people live here? And then you're like, now more people move these spots. And we're like, all right, get out now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and also no car tax in Tennessee too. So that's uh, a nice thing as well. So I don't think people know cause there's no car tax or there's, we call it an excise tax in Massachusetts where every year mm-hmm. you get a bill that you have to pay for your, I was explaining something. They had no idea what I was talking about. I called the DMV the first year I was here. I was like trying to get a hold of somebody. I need to pay my car tax. They had no idea what I was talking about. I literally showed up one day and they're like, sir, we don't have, I, I yeah. went on the Massachusetts website to show them like, dude, we don't do that here. I'm like, so I don't owe you guys money. They're like, you pay your town money for your te- car. I'm like, yes. Like for what? I'm like the roads or whatever. That's what they say. And the more expensive your car is, the more you pay in tax. Yeah. Which makes, and they're just like, isn't that what your taxes are for? And I'm like, you're telling me. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Because I, I, I had uh, another thing I did during COVID was I purchased a Jeep Wrangler because, you know, why not? I was yeah. also supposed to go to South Africa. And so since that didn't happen <laughs> because of COVID, I used that money towards a Jeep Wrangler because that makes total sense. But uh, yeah, my car tax was like through the roof because it was a new Wrangler. And I'm like, this makes no sense because it's more, you know, eco-friendly compared to a Jeep. 30 years ago, but yeah. hey, that's just the yeah. for you. You started numb to all the taxes up there, I feel like, when you live there. Yeah, you just you, yeah, you yeah, just don't realize. My mom had a Wrangler. She would get a new one like every like two or three years. She loved those things. But uh, we, it's just so funny, yeah. Like, pe- I don't think people here realize, like, we just get taxed on everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we're just, yeah, you said numb to it. When I was, like, petrified that, I was like, I'm going to get arrested if I don't pay this car tax. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get fined, you know, fees. And, and it's so funny just having everyone just not realizing what... Um, yeah, just a difference in everything. But yeah, so you just decided Nashville. Nashville. What was the reason why you said besides you know making a ton more money by just moving? It was more <laughs> of a gut feeling that Nashville would be a good city for me. Um, besides that, there's really no good reason. Okay, but I had a few connections there. Uh, no close friends or whatever. But I was like, I think I could run with it. And uh, even though I was doing brand partnerships for Roan. Uh, while I was living in Nashville, I was like, fuck it. I love doing community. I have my own friend partnership budget with Roan. I could use some of it towards community marketing yep. too, just uh, so selfishly, because that was a good way to connect and meet with people too. So 
I started doing my own uh, community events on the side down there, just rebranded it too, just so it was like my own thing. But I got Roan and Bob as well as a women's clothing line too, because that's what we did at Roan, just so girls would have stuff to wear. Yeah. And I just really met some awesome people there in Nashville. I got to say like that city, once you meet the locals, uh, there are a ton that are just like generally like genuine, authentic people. Like, probably, you know, a little bit yeah. of that Southern hospitality, well, but I spent, people. I spent 20 days in uh, Nashville. So I went to go see my, went to brought my mom to a couple of March madness games. Cause it happened to be in a random town in South Carolina where she lives. And at a bachelor party a few weeks later, I'm like, well, I'm just going to, I'll stay here. I just go to Nashville. Yeah. My friend lives there. I'm like, Hey, can I, uh, I'm thinking about coming like a week early. She's like, actually I'm leaving for like eight days. I'm going to have a dog. Can you come watch the dog? You can have the house for free. I was like, done. Easy. So I came, so I went there for literally like 20 days, five of them were the bachelor party and then back to her place. And it was, I mean, I went to a gym there. They were super nice. Like everyone's like a couple of them invited me out to go out after. Yeah. So they were very friendly. I, I remember I would walk to the gym. It was like a mile. And it was March. So it was nice weather there. Walking to the gym and then I get out and it's downpouring. <laughs> and I'm like sitting Nashville. there like there. And this, this girl's, I was like, she's like, hey, I was talking to her class. She's like, can I get a ride? I, I promise you. Like I, I, I feel so weird, but it's pouring rain. It's like thundering now. Yeah. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I was just like, I didn't feel like the gym, they're closing the gym. So I had to sit outside. So I wasn't, I, the Uber was like 10 minutes away. So she's like, yeah, no problem. I swear. Well, the funny part is I, I swear I have a, my, my friends let me borrow their car. I swear drops me off. My friend lives in this very nice place. Her car is like this very, like a Porsche. And so I, the next day I was right. So I drove it and I pull up right next to the same girl. She was like, okay, okay. I see you. And I was like, I swear it's not mine either. <laughs> it's, it's my friends. But I was like, it was, there was, but she was just like, so nice. You do that. Like here or somewhere like in East coast, it might just be like a weirdo. Yeah. But I was like, you're the only one person I knew in the class. Like, can I get a ride to, to my house? Yeah, exactly. And it was funny. I think it was my first or might've been my second week where I got coffee with this dude. He uh, was doing the marketing for a local meal prep company. Uh, you know, similar to like nature's purpose here. And we like got coffee, was talking about like collaborating with stuff in Roan. And then later that day he texted me, he's like, hey, this is weird, but do you want to uh, join my kickball team? And I'm like, I just moved to a city. And whenever I move to a city, I just try to say yes to as many opportunities because that's just how you get your foot yeah, absolutely. into the momentum, foot in the door, meeting new people. And so that's really where I started meeting like my core group of people in Nashville and was just a great experience after that. But uh, short-lived, I would say it was probably just over, no, I'd say like a year and a quarter I lived in Nashville because unfortunately a year after I moved, Rowan still didn't fully recover. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I used up all my nine lives and they were like, thanks for everything you've done, but we got to let you go. So because uh, they were extremely numbers driven and all the jobs I had are very hard to measure. Uh, one of the things I say is, you know, can't, uh, you know, sort of like the gym like analogy where it's like, you don't go to a gym, expect abs in the first day, you may get abs in six months. So you got you can't plant the seed and reap the harvest in the same day. That's what I was trying to I've say. I've been but, looking for abs for 35 years. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, Training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're almost so, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just like that mentality. And so unfortunately, 
Uh, you know, we had to part ways. And so I was very picky since I knew like my passion is the community side, fitness and stuff like that. And so I was fine, you know, to lay low and wait for a good opportunity. And so that's where my old coworker from Rome that got laid off because uh, of the community and everything was working with no cone barbells. Uh, I was already working, you know, I was partnering with no cone barbells for years at Rome. So I was already drinking the drinks, eating the yeah. bars and everything. And he was like, Hey, you know, I'm trying to grow my team. We've worked well together in the past. Uh, we have a spot in Arizona. Would you like to apply for it? And took me probably a week to decide because I just loved everyone in Nashville. I like, didn't want to leave and everything. Yeah. It was just like such a great community that I've also built uh, surrounding me there and everything. But I was like, you know what? I got to just try. I'd rather try and know versus that constant like what if, you know? Like, I yeah. never really want to have those like what if I did do this or what if I tried uh, so then, yeah, I got flown out to meet with the CEO, met everyone there. And then, yeah, I was told to move to uh, <laughs> Arizona in like three, four weeks. So I, uh, fun fact is whenever I move, I actually just pack my Wrangler, whatever fits in there, I take with me. Everything else I sell, give away, yeah. like, makes the move a lot easier. I mean, it also helps. It's just me. You know, if I had a yeah. family, that'd be a little bit different. So I packed up the Jeep, did a three-day road trip, actually moved out here without having an apartment lined up. I was staying in a hotel for a few days, and then uh, I, I came out on Friday. That Saturday, I found a, a an apartment complex, saw there was a third floor, which was like the top floor, uh, available. I walked in, and I was like, listen, I see a two-bed top floor apartment available if you can let me move in tomorrow, I'll sign today. And they're like, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so I like rushed up and get like that cashier's check and everything. And then I moved in on Sunday and then started work on Monday. And ironically, uh, for no cone barbells, the parent company is vitamin. Well, so the whole vitamin. Well, us team ironically was doing an offsite retreat in Scottsdale that oh. week. So, uh, I didn't even stay in my apartment until that was over because, you know, like team bonding and everything. Yeah, yeah, all the local people to still stay in an apartment, I mean, in the hotel. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. I'm a team also, player. Also, when you're in Arizona and you can stay in a hotel, you're bumping that AC up to oh. 58 degrees. You know, oh, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. The eight, eight hotel AC hits different. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it's the uh, Hilton Canopy in Old Town. So yeah. it was like great location, <laughs> good, good times and everything. Uh, so yeah, and then I've been doing the community marketing uh, here in Arizona now for over a year. Perfect. And then, so you, you, when you first came here, you said you joined Body. How'd you hear about it? Oh, that is actually, I love that uh, story because again, I feel like I breathe, eat, sleep, community, and actually talking about all of my work experience, every job I've had is because of someone I know. And someone that trusted me and you know it's that what can they do for me without asking for anything in return like my first job at inspire marketing was my older sister's college friend that was working there and i was like oh hey apply got that and then my friend from inspire went to momentum recruited me for a different position there and then yeah brown already said how my sister's uh sister's grad school friend knew the found one of the co-founders of Roan got introduced there and then same with no cone barebells uh, my you know coworker previously at Rome recruited me, and so one of my friends in Nashville 
grew up in Arizona. And so when I was like trying to learn the landscape before, cause I knew nothing about Arizona before I yeah. moved out here. Uh, so that was also fun. I literally was like, yeah, sure. You know, it's warmer weather. I like warm, not this I, summer, this year. So yeah, but, I uh, did the San Diego to here cause our company in Boston was hiring. My friend was like, go in, interview out in Arizona. Yeah. And so I was like, well, it's an easier, it's a quick drive or a quick flight. I don't want to fly away the East coast to interview to fly mm-hmm. back. And then I went on their website. My uh, best friend's older brother runs the Phoenix office. So I just called him and I just called him and he was like, wait, I was like, you got an interview coming up. He's like, yeah, like check the name on that. He's like, Oh, you know the person? I'm like, no, just check the name. He's like, it's you. Is it? I'm like, yeah. And I was like, he's like, talk about my job. I busy the interview over the phone for like 10 minutes. And he's like, you come here if the team likes you, you have the job knowing someone. Yeah. So, yeah. So there was a friend in Nashville that, is from Arizona, so I was like, hey, any spots you recommend or anything, especially gyms? And she's the one that recommended Body, which even goes to show a smaller role. She actually went to college with Chloe at GCU. Oh, really? Yes, yes. So that was just a coincidence, too. And again, community, like, yeah, is a lot smaller than you think, even though, you know, the U.S. is well, huge. Like, that scenario alone is just crazy to think about. Well, I, I went, when I was there for the month, I joined Booth Camp. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was so less I, than a mile from my apartment. Yeah, so I, uh, so I get there, and I'm wearing a Springfield, no, a Middlebury shirt, and the guy... It's Booth, the guy that runs. Oh, Sean. It. Sean. Yeah, so Sean. Yeah, he's Sean, from Connecticut, right? Who, yeah, he went to Keene State. And yeah. he was like, hey, you go to, you go to Middlebury? And like, you don't see it too often in Nashville. I was like, no, I actually coached basketball there. I went to Springfield. He's like, oh, I went to Keene State. I'm like, oh, no way. Because Keene and Springfield had, like, even over in the comments, had a little bit of a rivalry, the same type of majors. Um, we were private school. They were, you know, state school. So we felt like we were a little, like, better than that, you know, like, type. Yeah. But uh, it was funny. So I met him. And then the trainer started talking to her. So you, like, follow her Instagram. She's, ends up was in the same sorority as my best friend Dan's wife. I was oh, like, wait, wow. you know Allie? He was like, yeah, we went to a couple of sororities together. I was like that. So I was like, uh, but I found out because like you said, community buys community. I, I asked mm-hmm. Nikki, I asked Sky, Sky said Booth. And then Nikki gave me a recommendation for a uh, gym in DC called Cut 7. Well, the owners, the owner of it, her and her, his wife, this guy and his wife, uh, he went to my high school, like, t- but his sister was my good friend growing up, mm-hmm. and he was like this all American like football player. But I was like, wait, it's like that's I don't you don't see that name too often. And so I, he took a class, but I was like, oh, because you know these Nikki and all them know the same gyms in different states. They all talk, and people come here to visit. They go there, and you, know, you yeah. Google a gym. It's, it's it's like you said, it's a very small the gym. You think the gym's everywhere, but it's very small community you know yeah actually i forgot this um there's another fun story where it actually weirdly ties in everything together so when i was in nashville doing brand partnerships for rome we were doing a lot of fun things with michael abultra uh, for all their events and then they were like hey we're doing something out in arizona do you and alala the female activewear brand that we partner with would want to outfit like all the trainers and stuff like that we're like yeah sure dope <laughs> It wasn't until I got out here, I realized it was Body that hosted that event. No, and really? I weirdly have a Dropbox folder with, like, Nikki, Ramsey, <laughs> even James, like, rocking their own gear and everything. And I'm like, wow, life really does come full circle yeah, without true. even realizing it. I think it was my first or second week here where I finally put the two and two together. Where I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I actually gave these guys clothes before even knowing them. And now yeah. it's like I hang out with them and see them all the time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but again heard about body through my friend Sarah uh, who went to GCU grew up out here but I was like yeah check out body and so 
That's yeah, it. Yeah. And then when did like, you know, recently Noko's been, um, doing a lot, you know, from the post and the story doing yeah. events with body or just reaching out, helping everything. When did this start coming to play? When you, you were there for a couple of weeks, you're just like, Hey, let's partner. Cause it seems like this has been the last maybe month or so. And you said you've been here a year. Yeah. So, so. I've been doing a bunch of events at other gyms as well. Like the whole concept is to really just create an awesome community where it's backed by, you know, Noco, Barabells, and, you know, even like I, we partner with LSKD for like clothes from time to time. But the main part is really just bringing awesome people from the Phoenix, Gusta, Tempe, you know, area together, sweat, connect and support each other. It's all about the people first, because uh, what I say after every event, we all get further together. You know, you don't really know who in this room could actually help you out. You know, it's all about that because the whole mindset behind community is, you know, you want to add value, not extract from people. And we'll all benefit at the end of the day. Even somehow like NoCo, Bear Bells, even LSKD will benefit in some way. Uh, so it's really about just bringing awesome people together, go to a different gym every month. So like just to switch things up and for people to try different gyms as well. It's also to help create and support that gym as well. Like they get the content, they get the hype, the awareness around that too. And so invited some of the body people to several of these yeah. this past year and um, definitely waited on trying to collaborate with body because it can hold so many people. So yeah. that's why I was like, if I do it at body, I want to do it right. That's another thing about me is like, I want to do it right, not half-ass shit. So uh, the first time we collaborated with body was the week of Super Bowl weekend. So we did a, I think it was more of like a strength class where we had like 50 people in there. And then since, you know, body opened up the new boxing side studio, Ramsey hit me up again. and was like, let's celebrate the launch of this with NoCo, Bear Bells, even LSKD. And so, yeah, we threw a NoCo community event there and packed more people than we were supposed to pack in there. But yeah. what's awesome about some of these events is it's more about just connecting with people than the workout itself. Like I've done a workout. Oh, I'm, I'm pro that. Yeah. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. hang out. Let's hang out. There is one time I did an event where somehow, I don't even know how it happened, but more people showed up than expected, but we still somehow made it work. Like I looked over to like one of the workout benches and it was a husband and wife sharing a bench and they were just so happy to like be in the room <laughs> together and just connect with awesome people. So uh, that's one thing I love doing. Try to do it about once or twice a month, different studios and everything. And um, yeah, just trying to always bring more people to the community. Yeah. So, so you brought up LSKD that you, through NOCO, you've kind of helped brand help with them. They, they're not a part of, yeah, they're a separate, separate company. I'm just, they are an Australian based clothing brand. They focus on active wear, but a little bit more like street style. And, uh, they're really starting to invest in the U S they have, think right now only like a three-person team in the u.s uh i know the head of u.s efforts here uh, in san diego and he started a community ambassador program and so arizona was one of the focus so he asked if i wanted to be the community ambassador for that and that all really it is is just getting them involved with some of the events but and you're just you're just putting you're just you already have that connection that you're just hey come part of this you know whether it's you know the, the drinks, the bar, the protein bars to 
body to the gyms. It's like, Hey, I can, it makes sense for you because you, yeah. you already have all the connections and everything and you can, it makes it easier for you. You don't have to go out there and start from scratch. Exactly. You've already built that base. Yeah. And I just use it as a tool as well, where it's like, I'm adding value even more now. Like, yes, yeah. no come barbells is my focus, but if I can also bring in LKD to support body in an event or yeah. just hook them up with clothes just because as an appreciation for everything they've done for me, like that's just like my mindset too is again, we all get further together and yeah. all complement one another so it just makes sense to just help everyone out when I can I mean that's just also one of my core values it's just adding value to people you know helping them out whenever possible that's just what I'm passionate about yeah absolutely no it's that's good because for the most part I think Arizona is such a transplant city or at least Scottsdale Phoenix is such a transplant city that more often than other places it's people are more welcoming to people from the outside. Like it's easier to make friends, I think out here where if you go to like those East coast cities, um, you know, we, you, most of the kids you went to high school with or college with, you're all friends. And yep. so you kind of have, so if you're moving there, sometimes it might be harder to make friends, you know, or get involved or like you said, the workouts in the East coast, I was in DC. I went to a workout. So like everyone goes in, they work out heads down, they leave. And it, it was a group class. And just no one's really taught. It's just no one said a word. You just work out. You get in there. You get out. You know, West Coast, like you said, new people. Like you, you did that RV trip. LA seems like it's more like almost like us five, where it's like, hey, we're here, community, fun, talk, hang out, but also work out. Where it's like so different type of of people. And I think it's a lot easier here to. I think people are more open to like new people. Yeah, I, I feel like every city has like those type of people that are close-minded and like hard to connect with and everything. But then there's people, yeah, I think being a transplant definitely helps too, where, you know, sometimes they may be in that mindset first and they're like, Oh shit, I'm not making like any friends or connecting with people. And then once you open up more and start being like your authentic self, you know, creating these deeper connections with people, that's really how, you know, I've been able to build a community as well because people are willing to open up and just, contribute to the community as well so like that's the whole point of it like i said it's more about the community first yeah. be willing to open support bring that hype to that you know just crush that workout and be excited to meet new people that's that's the important part of joining the community outside yeah now if someone wants to you know you're doing a body event yeah. and, and most of the time it feels like it's just hey you know you have your your group and then we want to do some of that body to celebrate like you said it's the people that kind of know you guys that are going to join. It's not like an open sign up, but sometimes you just get people that show up because they're here. What, uh, is it, are there events where people can sign up for to go? Do you, is it just strictly just for certain gyms or is it like if you guys are putting on an event somewhere, do you guys post it? They just follow you guys on Instagram. Like where can they go if they want to be a part of some of the events? Yeah, there's a bunch of public events that we also like co-sponsor across the Phoenix area. Uh, but then, these other workout events that we've been talking about are invite only. However, it's not like exclusive. It's more one logistically because yeah. I got to make sure we fill just the right amount of spots versus overpacking it. Uh, but that's just where it's like, again, like word of mouth, whether it's through one of the friends in the community or people just, you know, hit me up on Instagram, like, Oh, Hey, like how do I become a part of uh, this community? Like, again, like as I said, as long as people are open, wanting to connect with more people, I'm like, Oh hell yeah, here's an event coming up or whatnot. The hardest part is just space. Sometimes, yeah. you know, there's a gym that only holds 12 people, 
butt or like body you could hold if you're on like the sweat and strength side i think what 80 90 people so Dude, that's before you got there we there'd be on a saturday morning class there'd be 108 people in class i heard that it'd be 12 stations nine people per station my math's correct there yep 108 so like you would be in it i mean think about doing group rounds like you think it's busy now with eight people no room yeah group rounds you're i mean you're doing a burpee and someone's right next to you um we're doing a workout Ooh, it, and it get hot in there so you feel like you'd be sweating your ass off you'd yeah. be like i just got a killer workout and you need you could just sit in there and be a sauna just like oh, i got a workout and i just walked around you know <laughs> yeah that sounds but, awesome wish i could have experienced yeah. that back in the day those those were the days but uh but then, like you said, the boxing room it can only you know hold realistically like thirty, but you can probably squeeze thirty-five. But if you some of your events, it's just it's just got to be numbers. Cause you, Seventy people show up, then it's right. And you got to make sure it's fun and people are engaging. It's not just an event to hang out to. So I, yeah. I get that. But I always try to make sure there's at least one or two new people at each event, and then you know try to make sure people are just rotated by invites and everything so like yes it is technically invite only but it's still an open community and then of course whenever i can throw a large ass event yeah you bet your ass i'm gonna try to throw as many people in there because the hype is just so much better when you have yeah it's also 50 60 people in a workout yeah it's tough to to just do it open especially here during the summer because like you want to go outside if you want to do an outside workout you can buy as many people but 115 degrees I may not even show up to my I event. Would not. I, I barely leave my house. I, I, I was telling my boss, I was like, I'm so tired. Like, you guys are all happy. It's summer where you guys live in the East Coast. It's like the best time to be like alive. I'm like tired walking in my car, sitting in my car. I just, I get, the heat just takes so much out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm waiting for like October, November. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tell people back on the East Coast, this is like our winter. Yeah. You just stay indoors or you buy a Mr. Pool, lake, but... It's it's our time to sort of like hibernate, even though yeah. it's hot outside. It's just the opposite. Yeah, should do a an Oko uh, rent the boat on Lake Pleasant. Get like thirty people. That would be awesome. We did a small one when I first got here, but that would be pretty epic. I we think could. we get body and you guys. I think we get thirty to forty people for one of those boats. I mean, if we get both my community and then. Might body a couple community. boats. I couple mean, boats. We'll, we'll need the whole lake. Yeah. I mean, I, I showed up to that body pool party, and you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's uh, one thing I gotta say about body is work hard, play hard. Sometimes play harder. Play harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Party harder. Definitely. That's one thing I got to. Uh, you know, I've, I respected uh, Nikki and Nick from when I first got here. It's just the community that they built too. You know, since I'm a community guy, that's why I was attracted to it. It's just, it's something that I think a lot of gyms struggle with and they have, you know, specialized that so much. They make it, it seems intimidating when you first go to a class and literally after like one class, you're just like, you feel part of something. And I always said it when I first joined up, it was like two weeks before I even like beat two weeks ago and I became friends with Nikki because it was just so opening, you know, welcoming, I should say, Jesus, uh, welcoming. And it was, it's unlike anything other where I go to other gyms, I feel like somewhere else I just feel intimidated. I'm like, what's going on? Like no one's really talking. No one's like explaining things. You know, you're just like in there you go and you leave. Yeah. You know, like this was, yeah. After like one class, you feel like you've been there for, for years. So, but well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. I appreciate the gifts for anyone else that's, you know, listening gifts are always welcomed <laughs> but uh again thanks for coming on uh if you guys want to where can they follow you or um noco barbells for any events yeah um instagram my instagram is uh c divine but c d v i n e hit me up if you want to join anything 
Uh, and then, yeah, barebells.usa, noco.usa, uh, and then, yeah, even alicekady.usa. So just follow them. They're always posting about events as well. And, yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you.